0: Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We've been doing this mini-series of podcasts, um, basically focused on the coronavirus pandemic recently, and we want to continue thinking about that today from a different angle. This past Sunday, we preached about the classic story of David and Goliath, and it's one of my favorite stories of all time. I remember, actually, Pastor Mel's with us today. For this podcast, I remember my dad, Pastor Mel, speaking about David and Goliath ever since I was young and and thinking what an amazing tale that is. So it's a story I've heard all my life, literally. And it was an honor to preach from it this past Sunday. And I was thinking about how it relates to currently what we're dealing with right now, because we're dealing with something that's scary, that's unpredictable. The coronavirus, every single day, they tell us something scary. The numbers are high, they're going to get higher. And if you will humor me, I think it refers to a giant that we're dealing with kind of like David dealt with with Goliath now Goliath was an evil you know God hating giant he didn't love the God of Israel he hated the Israelites and the coronavirus is more neutral it's not something that's seeking to take down the church but of course our giant the devil is trying to utilize this opportunities for his purposes and so what we want to talk about today is main, mainly two things Pastor Mill trust and obedience Again, there's a song that we're probably going to refer to here in our podcast, but uh, there's a song I I heard growing up called Trust and Obey, for there's no better way to be happy in Jesus. But I want to talk about this aspect. Okay, we we read a little bit of the background this past Sunday about King Saul. And we need to understand King Saul, I think, to understand David, because there's a contrast there. King Saul, in chapter 15, was given a direct and clear commandment from the Lord to destroy all of the Amalekites. Saul kind of obeyed. He destroyed most of the Amalekites. He kept back their good spoil, their lambs or fatted calves, and he didn't kill the king of the Amalekites. And he honestly thought that was good enough. He thought his plan was great. He was going to sacrifice some of the good animals unto the Lord. Samuel came to Saul and said, Saul, what are you doing? God told you to destroy the Amalekites. And Saul was like, well, I thought keeping some of their spoil was a good idea because we could actually sacrifice it to the Lord. And Samuel said, Saul, sacrifice, uh, yeah, sacrifice to the Lord is a poor substitute for obedience. And I want to talk about obedience today. I want to team it with trust because here comes King David two chapters later. He's newly King David. Saul doesn't even know he's king, but there's David as a teenager coming in chapter 17, taking down this Goliath, this giant, and doing so at the cost of his own life. And that's an interesting contrast to me that we want to talk about. And let's set the stage here. Saul. Saul didn't obey the Lord. What was Saul thinking? What was Saul's ambition to actually come up with a better plan? Do you have any thoughts on maybe what was going on in Saul's mind that was different than David? You can you can look at that from any angle you want, Pastor Mel, but what's yeah, the difference there?
1: Yeah, hi, everybody. Uh, uh, Pastor Todd, thanks for letting me be a part of this. I think, yeah, in that story that you read to us on, on Sunday from the life of Saul... I think it's obvious there that uh, in his mind he he thought and, and and it might have not even been conscious but in his in his mind he thought I, I have a better plan for this. Yep. You know, and and there's a, there's a ton of stories in the Old Testament we're we're having this series in church now about Old Testament classics through the eyes of the new and there's a ton of Old Testament passages where really and in, in New Testament stories too where people thought You know, I'm going to do I'm going to do things my way instead of God's way, and that's always a disaster. And God had specifically told Saul, you know, do it this way. And Saul, whether it's the the heat of the moment or whether it's rationalization or whatever, said, No, 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 no. Here's a better plan. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep what's best and you know i give that to god but i'm going to i'm going to you know give it back to god but i'm going to keep some of it or whatever and and that's never a better plan what god wants from us is to do things god's way and the truth of it is that's why he's given us his word so that we know what
0: god's way is amen there it is and now we're going to enter david david in contrast is the other type of character david is the kind of guy that knows the lord knows what the lord is about knows that he needs to stand for the name of the lord he doesn't he's not a seasoned warrior this, this isn't a guy who says oh okay i've been in the army long enough i know how to beat this kind of guy no he the only thing he has done is taking care of his sheep and there was a bear and a lion that tried to steal a sheep he killed the bear and the lion so he looked at goliath as just like a another version of that and there's a th- yeah i there's think there's something
1: to that can i can i interject please, here something please. i
0: think and that is i've wondered about that and and like
1: pastor todd said like when when he was a kid i mean i, I preached this story to teenagers tons of time and you know when King Saul in the in the David and Goliath story said said to David, you know, or David David says to Saul, I want to I want to take a chance at this guy. I want to fight Goliath, and Saul may, has him try on his you know his his his, uh, armor. his armor and that kind of thing. David said, Well, you know, I have had some practice, and he talks about the uh, the countryside. He talks about a lion and a bear, and those are great adversaries. But I think also there's something else to that, and and there's no doubt in this story, and we'll talk about that in a second, but there's no doubt in this story that uh, David had practiced the slingshot too. And so here's my point about all of that. David was wise enough and and godly enough to use the daily routine of his life to prepare him for something that he had no idea, or God used that in his life. I mean, just think about that in ancient Palestine. David's David's so young; he's out watching the sheep. His brothers went to war. There was no CNN. There was no. Mm. There was no Fox News. There was no, you know, there was no cell phone. There was no iPad. There was nothing like that. He didn't know. There's no. He didn't know about Goliath. He didn't know yeah. until he gets there. And yet he was faithful in what God had for him. Mm. Now interesting. And and we had no idea uh, a few months ago, a year ago, we had no idea about COVID. Nineteen, or you know, coronavirus, we had no idea, and I think God uses the routine of our lives, as if we're faithful, then, then He will, then He will allow us to use that later on when preparatory, yeah, when yeah. The chips are down, type okay. Thing. Yeah.
0: So David, David is a is a teenager. He's not a seasoned warrior, but he sees someone defaming the name of his yeah, lord yeah. and the israelites standing idly by while this happens and david it's it not much transpires before david's co- committed to fighting the goliath and i find that interesting is he sort of rushes both figuratively and literally into the battle with david what was it about that situation that david knew what to do can i ask you that question how was he so committed to fighting goliath so quickly When it had been 40 days, and no Israelites stepped forward. And David's like, what is the holdup here? What do you think about that? I'm just practically speaking. You know how boys are, especially
1: little boys. I think he kind of expected his brothers to go. I think he kind of expected King Saul. I mean we were talking about that before. King Saul, one of the reasons that he was selected king was because he was head and shoulders. Bible says above everybody else, he was a tall guy. guy, Saul didn't go fight the giant either, whatever. Mm. So David's like, okay, he defies the army, but he defies the living God. I'm, I'm going. Mm. And Saul even tries to prepare him humanly. Let me, let me give you the armor. And David's like, no, I haven't proved that. And so he goes, he goes at Goliath. And I think I think there's something else too and I don't think that David had the confidence to rush at Goliath because he was good with a slingshot. Right. I mean oh my goodness he didn't you know he didn't know that either. Right. His confidence was in his God. Right. And and he wasn't about to let this this giant defy the armies of Israel or defy God. And so his confidence all along
0: in that story his confidence was in his God. And there we see two things coming together that are pretty powerful. Trust in his God and devotion to his God. Okay, those two things. When those two things come together, you are a warrior. Because now you have strength and you know you have strength. And now you're already committed to the battle. And that was David. David's committed to the battle against Goliath. And he knows where the strength is going to come from. Not from his sling. Not from his practice. But from his God. (coughs) And so he charges Goliath into battle. And I think that's a very powerful story that we see from David is that he's committed and he understands his God. Like you said, he hadn't proven the armor Saul gave him, right? Right. but what he had proven was his God. God. Yep. The bear and the lion and many countless times before that versus Saul, Saul's the kind of guy going, I don't know, let's look at this logically. Um, Is it better to kill all the Amalekites or is it better to keep some other stuff and sacrifice and maybe keep the king alive? Maybe he'll be useful later for some other purpose. God had given given him the clear commandment. I want him dead. I want him destroyed. Now, if you rewind a little bit, God had given every Israelite the commandment to honor the name of the Lord. Right? Love the Lord your Absolutely. God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Saul would have known it, David's brothers would have known it, the entire Israel Israelite army would have known it. But only David practically acted upon it. And that's interesting to me. And that brings up what I think is the overarching point of this is that God exists for God's name and he wants his people to exist for God's name. Now, there's a common thread that I keep hearing about. I, honestly, since I was young, since countless stories after stories in America, people tell, telling about the word of God that, and I think this is a right thing to do. I'm not saying this is wrong, but I think what's a common trap is to look at this life that God has given us as if he's given it to us for our purposes, as almost as if God serves man. I heard this recently when someone said, hey, the coronavirus is not what we would have expected or desired, but we do have to understand that maybe God has a better plan for our lives and the coronavirus is gonna be used for that purpose. What's interesting to me to to know though, is that Psalms 23 is written by King David. And in that passage, he says a lot of great things. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. And he says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for For his name's sake. And I think if you look at David from that angle going, David was not concerned about his life. David was not concerned about his happiness. David was not concerned about extending his joy or success upon the earth. He saw God's name being blasphemed. He knew what God was about. He knew what he was supposed to be about. And he said, I have to fight Goliath. That man can no longer be allowed to defame my God, and that's where I want to take this a little bit further, because if you understand that God is worthy of us to stand for His name, trust and obedience are the next two things we need. But I don't think trust and obedience, Pastor Mel, if you'll humor me, even makes sense if we don't have the right person but on the foundation, right, right, of why we're here. Like, if you could say, well, why don't you trust God to just avoid Goliath, avoid fighting Goliath, and eventually God will work it out. David's like, well, that's not the point. The point isn't my plan or my happiness. The point is God's name. And I cannot stand by while his name is abused and blasphemed. I'm going to charge the giant. I'm going to take him down. So there's the obedience. And you had already talked about the trust. The trust is that my God can. My God will. My God will be my strength and there's no doubt
1: he had that absolute kind of trust. I mean to to do that humanly. I mean you don't do that in your power and you don't do that in, in no, your strength. Absolutely, right? There has to be uh there has to be a bigger reason than that. And we're going to talk about this uh Sunday at church too about a different story about Abraham and Isaac and Abraham was willing absolutely to do what God had for him. He was willing to obey because he trusted in, in, in all, on yeah, Almighty God. Amen. And I think David, at this occasion, attacking, running at the big guy, you don't do that. You don't do that without absolute trust in your God. And yeah. like I said, I think his motive was the name of, of God, the God of Israel, the God of the universe is at stake. Yep. And, and, and I'm going to take a stand for that. Yeah. And I'm going to, and, and I, and, and the only way possible that is, is if you, is if you have that, that absolute trust in
0: that almighty yeah. God. Yeah. So ah. David, David know who the real giant was. The giant wasn't Goliath. The giant was his, his, his God, his Lord. Now taking this back to the coronavirus, because that's kind of how we started this podcast. The coronavirus, to my knowledge, has no evil intent. Okay. It's, it's a disease upon a sin-cursed world, but there is an intent from the devil to utilize the coronavirus for his purposes, yeah. to highlight evil, to get us to think about evil, to get us to think about all kinds of sins we otherwise wouldn't. And we are supposed to stay the course, stay the course in advancing the name of God, of Christ, of living for God, of loving others, of serving others. And our giant is this situation. Not necessarily the disease, although the disease is kind of what's fueling it, but really our giant is staying the course, or if you will, charging the battle when the giant is right in front of us. And my question for you, Pastor Mel, is how do we take this giant situation and keep the right perspective of God's name, trust in God, obedience and devotion to God when things are so uncertain, when things are so alarming, the stats are scary, the media is telling us things. How do we keep the proper perspective right now and continue standing for God's name? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I'm going to go back. um,
1: And we we can't do this. And This this is kind of making me chuckle. But I wish we'd have had this same conversation four months ago. Mm-hmm. Although we wouldn't have. Okay, think about David and Goliath. Okay, and what we talked about already today on the podcast. Okay, David's out out in the in the field watching sheep. I mean, think about that. Probably the most the most boring thing. That's we used to live in Iowa. My my other son Travis lives in Iowa, and i, I I'm I'm thinking that watching sheep is a lot like watching, you know, corn corn grow, grow. corn grow. Yeah, sure. It's got I mean it's incredibly boring. Every now and then there's a lion, every now and then there's a bear. God shatters the boring routine of life and yeah. but but God God used uh that routine of David's life to prepare David. Good. So now David's in a situation. So before 4 months ago, before the coronavirus hit in or whatever, uh God wants us to be faithful and God wants us to use the mm-hmm. daily routine of our life and that's why Daily time in the Word of God, daily yes. time in prayer, yes. spiritual disciplines of meditating on Scripture, mm. of memorizing the Word of God and not blowing that off. I think involvement in church. I mean, let's face it. Today's culture is everything comes before church, yeah. and that's and that's wrong. Well, now we're in a crisis that's like, okay, now we cry out to God. Well, okay. All right. That makes sense. But, but now when there is a crisis... Our God better be better be real enough, and that that means okay that we have that absolute unshakable confidence. Run at Goliath, yeah. confidence, because we know, we know, we know that God's word is true. We know that the promises of God's word are true. We know that His name is at stake. So those are the things that yeah. give us give us the confidence uh, in this kind of thing. And and the truth of it is 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 I know it's a cliche, but God's got this. This yeah. is certainly. Uh, not a surprise to God. It's not a shock mm-hmm. to Him. God, God is bigger than any of this, and the truth of it is, is eternity is a lot bigger than this. Yeah, it gets old, you know, being in our basement, not being able to go to go out and social distancing, and and even at this moment, Pastor Todd and I are six feet apart, and you know, and all that social distancing thing. It takes it 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 gets it does get boring, but I think we have to know we have to know in our hearts because of God's word. That God's got this, and eternity is bigger than eternity is
0: bigger than this. Yeah, In the name eternity, of God is bigger than this. eternity is long. Time on the earth is brief, <clears throat> and uh, David could have extended his life by avoiding to fight Goliath, not even going into battle. He could have using the using the stats we're all hearing. He could have existed. He could have allowed his life to go longer and further by simply not taking the risk of fighting Goliath. We're all being told right now, don't take the risk of going into public or doing these things, and probably most of that is advisable, but. We, like you said, we got to remember one thing. We are not controlled by the situations of life or the right. giants of life. We're controlled by the name and the will of God in season and out of season. So if it's a scary giant in front of us or it's the normal watching yeah. of sheep, monotony schedule of life, we're, we're called to do the same thing, yeah. which is stay the course and yeah. stand for the name of the Lord. I think there's another
1: lesson about all of that, too, and that is like Saul with... Uh, with the Amalekites and, and this story too, I I think the world always tries to get us to fight their way. Yeah, and we're being told churches churches all over the world are are doing this. There's okay, you got to hunker down. You got to you know you got to stay home. You got to and and all every pastor, every church leader, every church person a member is saying. Oh, oh, really, there's got to be a better way. And, and I think that's the thing. God has a better way. Mm. And right now, that might mean creativity. That might mean technology for us or whatever. And like the last few days, uh, I mean, honestly, folks that are listening to this, we've put care packages in the mail yeah. for, the, for the, the kids from our church. So it might be old-fashioned stamps yeah. or whatever, but there's a, but there's a, a way. And, and I was talking to our daughter, Christy, who's a missionary in Germany, and she was talking about Second Timothy prison epistles. And in Second Timothy Ch- chapter 2, it says, God's word is not chained. Yeah. Hmm. And we may be in social uh, isolation and social distancing, but the word of God is not locked down. And, and even this, we, we have an opportunity. It might require a little bit of creativity. It might require charging at the giant. But I think we need to realize that God's word is not changed, chained and that, uh, like David said, the victory is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. That, that's that's emphatically
0: so. what he said. Yep. Yeah, and the situation uh-huh. the situation was not ideal. He didn't have, I mean, like you said, he wasn't preparing to nope. fight Goliath. No. Nope. He came and saw the situation and took what he had. I have my sling. I have the strength of the Lord. I have an opportunity right now to charge the Goliath. I mean, Goliath wasn't there 24 hours a day. He arrived at a period Goliath was standing there taunting him. He sees the time. And so now we can seize the time. And I, I guess the three things that we took as applications this past Sunday need to fuel or, and motivate us now to take a hold of this situation, this giant that that's in front of us. And number one is this. We can't be found ever again to be against the Lord. Amen. Okay, so if David would have stood idly by while the giant blasphemed his, the name of his Lord, he would have been an accessory to the crime. God could have been upset, very upset with David for not charging the Goliath because God's name was at stake. You and I, all of us, cannot be against the Lord any longer. That has to be sure in our minds. That has to motivate us every single day, whether it's a mountaintop or a valley, sickness or health, rich or poor. We stand for the name of our Lord. We do his will no matter what. That's number one. Number two is, we've already talked about this, he was convinced that the Lord was the strength in the battle. Okay, David didn't have to rely upon David's wiles and David's creativity. He relied upon what he learned from his God. Yep. That his God, like you said, the Lord was the victory. And he knew that. Yeah, he knew and that. so yep. Goliath became no big deal once he looked to his Lord. And that's number two. Number three is this thing that we talked about on Sunday. David was eventually going to kill Goliath. He was going to run up take Goliath's sword and chop his hat off. And then the end of the story is him walking around with the giant head of Goliath, which I just love. Now, of course, I said on Sunday, we don't decapitate the devil. We don't kill the devil. But we do have a Lord that bruised the devil's head on the cross (coughs) and when he rose again on the third day. And so the point of it is this. Evil's already been dead. Evil's been decapitated. Evil's been disarmed. All the devil does right now is a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of lying. It's a lot of distraction. So that's what he loves about the coronavirus. There's a lot of those kinds of things. Fear tactics, distractions, um, different schedules, all kinds of things that he can utilize to get us off the course of remembering these two things. Trust and obey. Right. Trust the Lord. He's in charge and obey. I never deviate <coughs> from his will. And trust and obey, like you said, is going to come up again this Sunday with another classic story of Abraham and Isaac. And there's it's all over scripture. I like that about scripture. I don't want to... I don't want to pigeonhole scripture, but I like when it's so simple. You talked about the song. Can you read just a couple what you would believe are really powerful parts of that Trust and Obey song that maybe a lot of us know?
1: Yeah, I, I think it begins. Here's the first verse. And this this is a song that was written, I looked it up, in 1887. Wow. Okay, and it starts, when we walk with the Lord. This it, It's so apropos, even to our discussion yeah. today. When we walk with the Lord... In the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. Mm. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop down uh, to the end because this this fits. We'll talk a little bit about this on Sunday. That in fellowship sweet, we'll sit at his feet or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go, never fear. Uh, only trust and obey. Oh, yeah, amen. And so I think, th- and that's how it ends. Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And so I think fear is obliterated. <laughs> yeah, Quoting this guy from the 1800s. Uh, fear is obli- obliterated
0: by trust and obedience. Yeah. Right. So simple. Trust in who my Lord is and obedience because of who he is. And he says it in the yeah. first verse. The way that that comes,
1: well, that's thats easy to sing about, but the way that that comes is that delight from his word wow. that that song talks wow. about, which which is, is really, 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 really practical for us. Today. Well, and
0: his word represents who he is. Yeah, who he is. Right. So there's the overarching thing. We got to understand who God is, what He's what he's worthy of, that his name means everything to God. We got to be committed to his name. And the two things that fall underneath that that are so simple, they're so simple, but they're simple on purpose. So we don't lose sight of Him. Trust yeah. and obey. Right. For there's no better way. And if we look to God, if we remember who He is, we remember what He's worthy of, we remember His commandments because that's important. Yeah. And if we do His clear and direct commandments, right. we can't fail. Right. We can't lose. We can absolutely trust Him. He is going
1: to provide. He is going to supply. He is going to win. Amen. Okay. He is. So we can uh, we, we we can obey what He said. We Amen. have to obey Amen.
0: what He says. Thank you, Pastor Mel. There's a lot more we could say in this topic, but that's enough for now. We we hope that blesses you today to consider the name of the Lord. Consider what he's worthy of. Consider how proven he is in your life. Consider the giant right now and how much bigger your God is than the giants of earth. May you be blessed in this. May you utilize this time and this season, which is weird and different. May you get creative for the sake of the Lord because the Lord is the victory. Many blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkes-Barre. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.